0: somebody says, let's say this together, Father, in the name of your son, Jesus, we receive revelation, receive clarity, we receive accuracy in your word this evening. There's no confusion. There's no contradictions in your word. We say we behold you as we see ourselves in you. All hearts are fixed on you. There's clarity and we say as your name alone, your name alone is glorified and we I had the fire. Amen. Amen. Alright. we we'll start a new series. Amen. Praise God. You ready to learn this evening? Are you sure? You should be ready to learn all the time. You know When you come to church, church is, I've always told you, church is like a Bible school where you come to learn, right? And you come to feast and feed on God's Word. So when you come to learn in church, you understand a whole lot of what is going on and um you pay close attention to god's word amen so um we are in zion amen Amen. so we are in zion We, we want to study we are in zion a new testament ministry of angels or we can say the almost we can say the the forgotten creations in Zion <laughs> or oh, the New Testament ministry of angels. Are you excited for this? Yes, it's going to be a smooth study. Amen. Amen. All right. Amen. Philippians 1, Philemon 1, not Philippians. Philemon 1 verse 4. Let's we'll start from there. Philemon 1 verse 4. Uh, New Testament ministry of angels. I believe this is going to spur you up. Amen. It's going to help you understanding. There's so many things you got to learn in Zion. Amen. Amen. you got to learn so many things in Zion. All right. Philemon 1 verse 4. What did he say? It says that... Uh, what, what's it saying? Let's read it. It says, I thank my God, making mention of you in my prayers. And I says, hearing of thy love and faith, which thou hast for... Which that acts, which that asks for all the saints. So that means, if you say you love God, you must love the saints. Are you seeing it? Since which that has for, for Lord Jesus towards all the saints. So no one can say he loves God without loving the saints. Are you seeing it? So your love for Jesus is demonstrated in your love for the saints. So you, if you say you don't love God, or if you say you love God and you don't love the saints, uh, something must be wrong somewhere. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, it now says, hearing of the love and faith which that has toward the Lord Jesus and towards all saints. In verse 6, it says that the communication of that faith will become effectual by acknowledging every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. So, it says you acknowledge every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. So, now, that means as a believer, there are good things in us in Christ Jesus. In the Amplified Versions, it says that the Uh, he says, uh, uh, I think uh, that the participation of your faith may become effectual. So, that means as a believer, you must come to an appreciation of your faith. And our knowledge there is from the Greek word epignosis. It says, acknowledging Every good thing, epignosis, it means that uh, you have a precise understanding, you have a correct understanding of what God has done in Christ Jesus for you. So that means there are things that have happened to us by the reason of salvation. So there are things that have happened to you and I that you and I need to just pay pay attention to or acknowledge by reason of us being saved. So, he says that, I think, hearing of thy love and the faith, which thou hast towards the Lord Jesus and towards all saints, in us is that the communication of thy faith will become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing in Christ Jesus. That is, you will grow in precisely by you acknowledging, by you, uh, by you acknowledging or you coming to realities or you coming to terms with what God has done in Christ Jesus for you. So, a believer must understand that fact. Amen. Look, at in 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, you have to understand that you are born again, right? And there are things that God has done in Christ Jesus for you. And you got to call, acknowledge that fact. you got to pay attention or close attention to that fact. In 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17, it says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is what? A new creature. So, that means the very minute you receive the gospel, you became a new creature and it says, all things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. So, that means that We are now in union with Christ. So the man who has received the gospel is in union with Christ. The man who has believed the gospel, the man who has received the gospel is in union with Christ. He has received a union, an identification, a a union with Christ. You see Romans 8 verse 32. Romans 8 verse 32. Are you learning something this evening? You're going to love this. I, I think this is Joyce Most Anticipated Series. This is one of the th- series that brought joy to church <laughs> many years ago. And we're teaching it now. Amen. So, it's a long anticipated series. Amen. Praise God. you got to wait. you got to follow your teacher. Amen. You see, you don't have to rush. Just just keep following. Keep patient. Just be patient. You know, there's no there's no rush anywhere in studying God's Word. Uh, I, I don't, I, uh, the, the way I was trained in scriptures is not to rush anything ensure that you have a full grasp and a full understanding of what you're studying so that you can patiently be able to explain it properly so you don't rush, right? Amen. So, as you, a, good student, a good teacher of God's word must first be a good student so that um, he doesn't uh, communicate things wrongly to his audience. All right, look at in Romans 8, verse 32. It says, He has spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us. How shall he not also with him do what? gives us freely gives us all things so whatever is in Christ is what is free so you must understand that in Christ you don't pay for miracles you don't pay for salvation you don't pay for your identification with him you don't pay for you being justified with him you don't pay for your uh for everything he has done in Christ Jesus you don't pay for your sanctification don't pay for your holiness you don't pay for your uh uh Whatever, you don't pay for whatever he has done in Christ for you. You don't even pay for the gifts of the spirit. The gifts of the spirit has been given to us free. That's why it's called the gifts of the spirit. You don't pay for the fruits of the spirit, it's, it's been given to you. So whatever is in Christ is free. So you must understand that now that you're in Zion, or now that you are born again, you are in union with Christ, and whatever is in Christ is what? Is free. Alright, let's go to our major subject. Look at it in Hebrews 12 verse 22. You're going to love this. Hebrews 12, verse 22. He says, but ye are come to Mount Zion. Say, I've come to Mount Zion. You don't sound like you mean it. Come to Mount Mount Zion. Zion. And unto the city of the living God, the, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels. So, he says, but you have come so when it says but there but there is making a distinction so we're going to read it further right we're going to start from let's start from verse um let's start from verse 21 or verse 9 or verse 18 so that you can see the but right because when it says but when it start, it start with but it means something has been you're trying to make a contract right right guys right they're trying to make a distinction of something all right let's, let's start from verse 18 so that we can know what is the differentiation, Hebrews 12, what is the differentiation? In verse 18, it says, for ye are not come unto a mount that might be thrust and that burned with fire, but nor the blackness and the darkness and the tempest. It says, you have not come into that one, it says, and the sound of a trumpet and the voice of words, which voice they heard entreated, and the words should not be spoken of them anymore. And that says, but they could not endure that which was commanded. And if so, as much as the beast touched the stone, it is to be stoned and it shall be stoned or trust through with that. And so terrible was the sight that Moses said, I exceedingly fear and quake. And that says, but you have come to Mount Zion. Look at in verse 18, it says you have not come to a mount. So there was a different mountain that people come to. And they'll be thushed, right? They'll be burnt with fire. They'll be blotted with blackness, darkness, and tempest, right? And now says, but in Mount Zion, right? You have not come. So, that is giving us a distinction between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. In the Old Covenant, is a covenant of fear, tempest, death, condemnations, worry, quakings, and all of those things. But in the New Covenant... Yes, we have come on to Zion. The city of the living God. So now, what is in the new covenant? What is available to us now that we believe the gospel? We are now in the city of the living God. All right, we're in Simon, Zion. The city of the living God, heavenly Jerusalem, right? To an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly of the church of the firstborn, written in heaven, and to the God of the just, and the God of just, judge of all, to the spirit of the perfect man made perfect. In verse 24, he says, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new Covenants, to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. So when he says the blood of sprinkling, there the blood of sprinkling simply means if you read in Hebrews nine, let's go to Hebrews nine, verse twenty-one. Let's see that blood of sprinkling, so that you can understand what the blood is all about. You know, we got to pay attention pay careful readings to scripture so you know what we're talking about. Look at the Hebrews nine, verse twenty one to twenty two, it says, And moreover sprinkled with blood, both the tabernacle and all the verses of the ministry, and in verse twenty two it says, And almost all things are by the law with blood. And without a shedding of the blood, there no is no remission. So when it says the blood of sprinkling, it sprinkled without the blood of Jesus. So when it says the blood of Jesus now, it says it says we speak at the blood of better things than others. Many people think that the blood of Abel is speaking vengeance or is speaking something. No, look at in Hebrews 11 verse 4. Hebrews 11 verse 4. blood of Abel wasn't speaking vengeance. Look at Hebrews 11 verse 4. It says, but by faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that it was righteous, God testifying his gift, as he be that speaker who was Abel, the offering of Abel was a shadow; he offered it on earth, but the blood of Jesus was offered in heaven. I taught you in this gospel that when Jesus offered his blood, he offered his blood in heaven. He offered his blood in heaven. So the blood of Jesus is a sacrifice. Are you getting what I'm saying? The blood of Jesus wasn't offered on earth. And that's why it is not made with boots of goats or uh, it's not the blood of goats, it's not the blood of calf, it's not the blood of whatever. But it's the blood of Jesus and that was offered in heaven. But the blood of Abel was over the air on earth and that was a shadow of what Jesus was going to do. So now, when he says in verse 24, And to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling, And that speaketh, am I too fast? No, I don't think so. And that speaketh better things than that of Abel. So I'm too fast. All right, I'll, I'll try and count that The speaketh better things than that of Abel. Um, so when we're talking about Mount Zion. Nah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, look at, look at it in Hebrews 12, verse 22. It says, now let's go back to verse 22. But ye have come to Zion, right? unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an immorable company of angels. So when it says Mount Zion there, Mount Zion is not talking about a physical place. Mount Zion, or the true Zion, is heavenly. And it speaks about the blood. Like I said, the blood of Abel is a type. That is, it was offered here on earth, while the blood of Jesus was offered in heaven. So, the focus of our study in this series will be in verse 22. We have come to Zion, the innumerable company of angels. That's the cost. And we said the, 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 the series is still called New Testament Ministry of Angels. Now, so it says, We have come unto Zion, right? Unto the city of the living God, the innumerable company of angels. Now, so who are in Zion? We can safely say those who are in Zion are men in Christ, right? Those who are born again, right? Those who receive things freely, right? Right. So it will say is in innumerable company of angels. When it says innumerable company of angels, it means countless multitudes of angels, countless multitudes of angels. So you need to know who they are and what they are, who are these angels, why are they coming around me, why are they surrounding me, right, because he says, we have come to Zion, the city of the living God, the city of innumerable company of angels, so you need to know, what are you surrounded with, who are these guys surrounding you, what, what are they, how do they function like, why do they behave that, why are they even surrounding me, what's their essence, why did God put them there free of charge? I didn't beg God to do that. I didn't do anything. He just put them there for me because I'm in Zion. So, why are they there for me? What are they? So, we're going to study that this evening. Amen. So, we are in a company of angels. The company of angels are where I am. Say the, the company of angels are where I am. The company of angels are where I am. So, wherever you are, you must understand that now you are in Zion. And the company of angels are surrounding you so who are angels let's look at this look at hebrews 1 let's go back to the let's go back to this same hebrews because it's the same writer who told us we're in zion right so let's trace it to where we started in verse 1. if you read from verse 1 to verse 3 you say god who has judge the judge's times and divers manners this is just because of our time look at the verse 4. is this being made so much better now this is the first mention of angels in this in the book of Hebrews so the writer of Hebrews is making us understand something but pay attention to what he's saying let's see in verse 4 it says being so much better than the angels he hath he had by inheritance or thing a more excellent name than they and I say for unto which of his angels he at any time said thou art my son this day have I begotten thee and again, be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. He says in verse 6, and again, when he bringeth in the first begotten into the world, he said, let the angels of God worship him. Then he says, 7, he now says that, and of these angels, he has maketh the angel spirit, and ministers of flames of fire. Before we get there, look at the verse 4 again. It says, being made so much better than angels, he had by inheritance of thin words an excellent name than they. Look at in verse 5. And it says, but unto which of his angels said he at any time that my son? So, number one thing you must understand about angels is angels are not God's sons. Angels are not God's sons. The believer in Christ is God's son. Jesus is the son of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? But angels are not God's sons. Sons are better than angels. You must understand that sons are better than angels. Angels are not God's sons. Look at, he says, So now look at what he says. He now says, Thou art my son, for unto which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee, and again I will be a father, and he shall be to me a son. And again, when he bringeth the first begotten into the world, he said, let the angels of God do what? Worship him. So, angels worship the Son. Angels worship the Son. Angels worship the Son. Are you getting what I'm saying? Angels worship the Son. So, angels, we said, angels are not God's sons, right? God's sons are the men in Christ, right? He has made us sons, right? by the reason of us being born again, right? Right, guys? We are now sons of God. Look at the Hebrew. Put your hands there. Go to Romans 8. Go to Romans 8. Just put your hands there quickly. Go to Romans 8. Look at Romans 8, verse 14. Romans 8, verse 14. It says, For as many as led by the Spirit of God, they are what? the sons of God, for we have not received the spirit of bondage again to what, of fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby you cry, what? Habba, Father. So you are God's son, and he is your father. Let's go back to our Hebrews 1. Now, go to Hebrews 1, verse 7. It says, And of the angels He said, Who maketh his angels' spirit, and his ministers' flame of fire? I've heard a lot of ministers, or a lot of people use this as a minister conference. They will say, Flames of fire. Ministers of fire. Flames of fire. In fact, even me, some years ago, we had a conference, people remember, men of fire. And this was our scripture. Many years ago, you don't know those years. So, the only Favor knows my sin on that one. Many of you have not met it then. <laughs> we had a conference then we called it Men of Fire. And this was where we got the scripture from. It says, Who maketh his angels, spirits, and ministers of a flame of fire? So we said, Men of fire, <laughs> stupidos. Anyway, we have we have light now. Amen. <laughs> no, their appearances are like fire. That was why the appearances of angels are like fire. That was why, if you read the story of that Elisha and that young man, his Bible says Elisha told him, "Open his eyes that he may see." And when he sees, he said. I see chariots of fire. Those are angels' appearances. Angels are you see the fire in the burning bush. In Exodus 3, those are the appearances of angels. So, they appear like flames of fire. So, chariots of fire speaks of fire. So, their appearances are like fire. So, the man in Christ is no fire. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Now let's read them. Are you getting something? We're, we're trying to lay foundation tonight. We'll pick it up from here next week. Amen. But well, we'll just lay a good foundation. All right. Look at this. It says the appearance is a of fire. We said that right. Look at the verse 8. It says, But unto the Son is said, Thou, thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. And a sceptre of righteousness is a sceptre of thy kingdom. He you now says, that was love, righteousness. You know, so he kept reading on. So he you now says, look at that verse, eight, but unto the Son. So do you notice something? If you read from verse 1 of Hebrews 1, especially starting from verse 3, it's looking like a comparison between the Son of God and angels. What if you notice it? You see, you see, like in verse 8, you know, when they say but we, we study but in verse 12, where it says but that means something is starting, it's making a comparison, right? So when it says but, onto the sun, right? So he's making a comparison. So if you read verse 7, in verse 7 it says, and of the angels, he said, Who has made his angels, makers the spirit, and ministers flame of fire, it now says but, right? But means now there's a comparison, right, guys? We did that in Hebrews 12, right? I don't know if you understand it to this point. Okay, cool. All right, so he says. But unto his son. So that means he gives his son throne, authority. He says, But unto his son, but unto his son he said, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever, and a scathar of righteousness is the scathar of thy kingdom. So he gives his son throne, that is authority. Authority. He gives his son throne, authority. So angels don't sit. Look at it in verse 12. Let's. If you read in verse 13, now look at it, verse 13. Look at it, verse 13. It says, but unto which of his angels said he at any time, sit on my right hand until I make thy enemies thy voice. You say, who who among the angels have I said to sit at my right hand? So angels don't sit. Another thing you must understand, angels don't even have enemies. (laughs) We'll study that as we proceed. I hope your heart are open this evening. Angels don't even have enemies. It says in verse 14, Are they not ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be what? Yes, of salvation. So now the Son has the kingdom, right? The Son is that man who has believed the gospel. We can also call Jesus the Son, right? Who is seated at the right hand of the Father, who is seated far above all principalities and power, seated far above dominion. So look at where he's seated. Go to Ephesians 1. Go to Ephesians 1. Let's see that. Let's see the fact that he's seated. Go to Ephesians 1. Let's see the fact that the like this Jesus is seated. Look at now. Look at the verse 20. Ephesians 1, verse 20. He says, We rot in Christ and raise him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places, far above, all and powers." not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And he has put all things under his feet, right? He has put all things under his feet. Is that the works of angels? No, they don't do that. So angels stand. They don't sit. They just minister. So how say this vital thing? And I want you to pay attention to this. Angels were not created for God. I know that, that came like a bushfire, like because some of you say, but oh, they are singing Hosanna, Hosanna in heaven. Okay, really? Oh, so we're going to look at that. <laughs> Angels were not created for God. Angels are not helpers for God. A lot of people believe that. A lot of people think that God needs an helper. God doesn't need an helper. He's God. I mean, God. He can do anything at his own will. He doesn't need any man to help him. He doesn't need any angels to help him. No, that's not God. God can, he, he, says, he says, okay, let's take it literally. He says he's put his throne in heaven and his feet is on earth. Look at how long his feet are. How do you think he needs? <laughs> if, if we're not thinking literally, how do you think he needs an help? These are people, the angels are the ones serving God water. So the angels are in God. Really? It's just just giving God, like, just, you know, just uh, uh, we worship you. They're just like, oh, God, what do you want? Walk on this red carpet? God doesn't need that. Uh, He's God. Are you you thinking? He's God. He, He doesn't need the help. So, who are he? So, angels are not creators or are not created for God, angels are created for man. The minister, they are ministers for man. So, who are angels? They minister for God also, not to God. Are you getting what I'm saying? There's a difference between ministering to God and ministering for God. So, they minister to man. Look at it in verse 14. It says, are they not all ministering in spirit? Right? Verse 14. Right, guys? Right. Who shall be set forth to minister for them, who shall be what? Years of salvation. So it doesn't. So, why is their makeup the way their makeup is? Their makeup is that way because of their work. Angels do have an appearance of greatness, angels do have an appearance of fear, angels do have an appearance of. Uh, like big affair, they have appearances of fire. Why? Why is that appearance that way all for you? To minister to you so that they are able to minister to you. Their appearance, their makeup is that way for their ministrations. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying tonight? That's their ministration. So God empowers angels. God makes them powerful to serve man. The reason angels are showers of fire, the reason angels are that big, the reason angels are that, you know, they look scary, they look huge, you know, they look that way. And we're going to look at all of those makeup in the scriptures, how their descriptions and how they look in the scriptures. We're going to look at it in the course of this series. The reasons why they are that way is because of their ministrations to you, not to God, no. They don't minister to God. They don't help God. Help God to do what? They, some people say angels just angels just help God to 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 fight God's battle. Really? God doesn't need an angel to fight his battles. They, they, God just, you know, look at the angels and just say, Oh, you just go and do. No, God doesn't need that help. He's God. Are you getting what I'm saying? He's God. Now, think about it. I want that to sing. deep. He is God. He doesn't need a help. It's you who needs help. <laughs> Are you seeing the disease? So when you read that Hebrews 1, Hebrews one was showing us a comparison. That's why you see from verse one, it says, "God who has hundred times and in diverse manner has spoken to His time. Look at it. it he spoken to us in His time past various prophets, and has spoken to us by His Son, right, in these last days, and appointed all the Lord, who is the brightness of His image, right, pensing or holding all the power of His word. At this right, has sat down, right? The Son has sat down. Angels are not sitting down. Angels are standing. He <laughs> the Son has sat down.'" at the right hand of the majesty, or now in verse 4, being made so much better than angels. Are you seeing this comparison now? So he's made, so now, the man has been made so much better than angels. And he has obtained and he So if you read that please, he's talking to us. So what is their work, right? In verse 4. They are set forth. So now, now that you are a believer, now that you have received the gospel, you and I have ministry in spirit with us. And that's angels. They are set forth to what? Minister to them, who shall be what? Heirs of salvation. Are you years of salvation? Right? You've received the gospel, right? Right, guys? Look at the Galatians. Let me show you. Let me show you the fact that you are heirs. Go to Galatians 3. Let me show you the fact that you are here. That you are Or look at let Galatians, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Verse 4. Let's see Galatians 4, verse 1. It says, I say unto you that the year, as long as he is a child, right? It says. Uh, Deferred nothing from his but he is the Lord of all. In our in verse 4, it says, verse 6, sorry, in our verse 6, but ye are sons. God has sent forth the Spirit in his son in your heart to cry, crying about Father. That's not what I'm really looking for. I'm looking for the fact that we are now years of his throne. I know I'll find it, I'll find it, I'll find it before I finish this series. Uh, I'll find it before I finish this series. I know that. Uh, so, you are years of God. Uh, you are years of God. Verse 7. All right. Oh, yeah. It's just the next verse. All right. Wherefore, that no more a servant, but a son, then a what? Galatians 4 verse 7, then a what? A heir of God, what? Through what? Through Christ. So, you are a heir. So, who is that person the angels are ministering to? You. So angels are created the way they are created, just for who? Are you, are you just saying that this salvation is sweet? Oh, oh my God. I'm so glad I'm born again. I don't know about you, but I'm so glad I'm born again. Some people are created that FT, some people are doing gymnastics just for me. The reason you know, say, say, I have a bodyguard. You see. Uh, who's your bodyguard. Imagine you, your bodyguard is like a dwarf. Sorry, I'm not no, no shades to anyone. Just just one short person, you know, uh, doesn't even have bone. Let's say like Sister Roque's uh, uh, Sister Roque's description. That's your bodyguard, or AY's description. Imagine those two people as your bodyguard. You feel it, and and you're trying to, uh, and let's say you're going to a place, and you just say, okay. Uh, uh, they want to mob you right? Oh, they're just gonna mob those people first. they're not gonna mob you once and start rock they're like oh you guys' I'm... <laughs> but imagine you, uh, your, 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 your bodyguard is the rock. How many of you know the rock the guy that acted in that Jumanji movie uh, that's the rock. That's, imagine that's your bodyguard. Uh, you're just gonna walk in right? You're just just gonna feeling cool right? Uh, I got a bodyguard. That's why they are created. Are, are you seeing the description? So, so when you say, oh, angels are ministering for me. You say, oh, yeah, I, I got bodyguards around me, man. <laughs> I got a lot of people around me in this <laughs> kingdom. All right, cool. Are you, are, you, are, you, are you here, somebody? All right, look at the Hebrews 2, verse 1. Hebrews 2, verse 1, okay. I feel like i'm too excited this evening right? I'm just you know just having a good time studying god's work well. okay 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 all right look at the Ibris two was one well. all right th- so we'll read it as a flow i've always taught you that uh the um uh what's what's wrong with me this evening I, I think i'm i'm too excited uh all right look at the Ibris two as well let's come back again so i've always taught you that this in hebrews one right that there is a you just have to read down, right? You don't. You don't read in chapters and verses. That's not the way the scriptures are read.ing So if you say, "I did not minister in spirit," right? Who shall be sent forth to minister to them? Who shall be heirs of salvation? In chapter two, verse one, it's a continuation, right? Then it continued. Therefore, we must. We ought to give the more earnest to the things which we've heard. Less at any times, we should let them sleep. Then in verse 2, Hebrews 2 verse 2, it says, For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, he says, how shall we escape if we have neglected so great a salvation which was spoken by the Lord, and confirmed to us by that which we heard him? So that means our salvation wasn't committed to angels. You should know that. We should know that by now. Your salvation wasn't committed to angels. The new covenant birthed sons. If your salvation was committed to angels, they're going to, they're going to misuse it. <laughs> the new covenant birthed sons. So, like I told you again, angels stand. If you read in Hebrews 1 verse 4, they minister earthward. They don't minister heavenwards. They minister earthwards because angels are on earth. Angels are on these earth because we are you. You're on it, So, they are around you, right? They're going to minister to you. So, they are here with you. Angels are here on it, So, angels are in heaven today. Why are angels also in heaven today? Because of the Son, who is the Son of Christ Jesus. So, that's why they are both there, and that's why they are here. Look at that later. Don't worry. It's going to make sense later. So, look at it. So, now, look at verse. Let's, let's, if you read down, it says, uh, verse 4, God also bearing them witness, both signs and wonders, with diverse miracles, gift of his Holy Spirit, according to his will. And this is in verse 5. But unto the angels, I did not put in subjection the word to come, wherefore we speak. But in one place, a man testifies saying, What is man that thou art mindful of him, the Son of man that thou visited him, and that thou made him a little lower than the angels? Now, look at something. He says, he has made him a little lower than the angels, crowned him with glory, honor, and did a set him as a writer. Now, a lot of people do think, uh, some people have misused this verse. Let me use the word misuse or misinterpreted this verse to think that angels are quite, uh, uh, angels are higher than the than, than man, angels are higher than the soul. Now, is man a little lower than the angels? Yes, because the scripture says so, right? It says he has made him a little lower than the angels. So is man a little lower than the angels? Oh yes, yes. But how? How is man a little lower than the angels? You got to pay attention. You got to. That's the question you should ask. Not just going around and say man is made a little lower than the angels. So that means angels are superior to man. No. You don't call yourself as your superior. No, you don't do that. <laughs> you don't do that. So how have they made a little lower than the angels? You, that's a question you've got to ask. So now, angels are made lower than man, or made man is made a little lower, sorry, than angels because the appearance of man is because of the appearance of man. The man in his physical makeup is created in flesh and blood, right? Man is created limitlessly, right? Man is created to, to be under, with the confines of the, of these walls. So, the appearance of man is made a little lower than the angels. So, that's why I give you a, a description of, of the rock, right? Imagine the rock was, look at how the rock is built, right? Imagine the, the rock and Kevin Hart. Imagine the rock, Kevin Hart was the rock um, bodyguard. Just imagine it. It's not going to make sense, right? Right? so you see, so just that description gives you the essence of their makeup. So, if the tell asks you, somebody asks you, um, why is man made a little lower than the angels? It's because of their appearance, their makeup, the way they are made. So you got to pay attention now. Let's read down. He says, He has made, look at it in verse 7. He says, We have made man a little lower than the other. He now says, But thou hast crowned him with glory and honor, right? That sent him over the works of thy hand. But that has put all things under the subjection of his feet. But he has all subjection under him. He has left nothing that was under him. But they, now we see all things put under him. Look at it in verse 9. That says, But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels. Now, so it, does it make sense now? Why was Jesus made a little lower than the angels? Because now Jesus was a man. Jesus was, Flesh and blood, right? This is to also, if somebody wants to tell you that, see guys, Jesus was not a man, you says you show them this. Jesus was a man because of his physical makeup. Jesus took on flesh. Jesus took on the appearance of man. And let me tell you, the less is more. I wonder if you know that, the less, the less is more. The less is more. Uh, I mean, you look at the president of the United States. He just had a phone call, just very slim man, just old man, just looking, just, you know, just looking the way he is, and uh, he's the grand commander in chief of armed forces. You know, all the armed forces in the United States respond to him. So imagine if he says, uh, if he press the button and say, I need a soldier to be deployed in Rochester, New York, this evening. Hope you know that we're going to be surrounded with numerable company of angels, whole <laughs> company of armies, right? And just as a phone call. See, just a, the less is more. Right? Imagine the President of the United States trying to do a press-up or try to go to the gym just because he wants to go and fight the, the war in Afghanistan. It's, just imagine. Everybody's going to wonder is the man mad? What's going on with this man? Is he, is he too old? For, is it too old not to think that things are at his beck and call? Are you getting what I'm saying? The less is more. So why are we men? We are men. We are not. Now, somebody will say, oh, wow, well, I wish I was not a man. <laughs> no, you are a man because you have authority, you have the power, you have authority, look at Jesus, he says, but we see Jesus in verse 9, Hebrews 2 verse 9, are you following this guys, are you following, this? are you enjoying this, alright, look at Hebrews 2 verse 9, it says, but we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, and for by grace of God, he should taste death, right? is this death for every man. For he became him, and whom I hold things, and bring many sons unto glory. So I'm a son, right? I'm a son, right? So, and Jesus was a man, First Timothy 3, verse 16. He says, without controversy, grace is the mystery of godliness. God became a man, sin of angels. So, God is a man. He, he became a man in Christ Jesus, First Timothy 3, verse 16. You see other scriptures where he says he was a man. He became man. If you see, even in Philippians 2, he says, but the man, he says, he, he, says, uh, he, says, uh, he, he, he humbled himself to death. He says, he, he became, uh, uh, look at it, let's go to Philippians. Let's go to Philippians. I don't want to misquote that place. Philippians 2, amen. You enjoying this? Okay. I feel like I'm gisting you guys this evening. I'm just gisting you the word. Uh, is it good? Is it good? Is it good to gist the word? Look at this. But Jesus says, uh, look at in verse 8. In, Hebrew, in Philippians 2 verse 8 says, I'm being found in fashion as a man. He humbled himself right and became obedient unto that even the death of the cross Hebrews 2 Philippians 2 verse 8 so let's go back to our Hebrews so the physical body is a little lower than angels in appearance but not in the body is the physical appearance or the physical body is a little lower than angels in appearance but that's not in authority, right? Look at it. Let's read on. In verse ten, Hebrews two. Let's go back to Hebrews two, verse ten. It says, "For he became him, for whom are all things, by whom are all things, and bringing many sons to glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect, truths of him." true true sufferings he says for both he that certified and they that are all certified and I says, are all of one for this cause is not ashamed to call them brethren saying i will declare thy name in thy brethren i'll declare thy name unto thy brethren in the midst of the church and i will sing praise unto thee and again i'll put my trust in thee. and again behold i am the children which god has given me it Says, for as much as the children are partakers of the flesh and blood he also himself likewise took part in the same and through death it might destroy him that had the power of death that teased the devil. He says, for we and deliver them through the fear of death, whereby life is subject to bondage. He for verily, verily, he took not on him what? He took not on him what? The nature of angels, but he took on him what? The seed of what? Abraham. So he didn't take the form of a spirit. He didn't turn the form of a, of that physical makeup. So are you saying that you being a man is superior? it took on your own form. Are you seeing it? That Jesus took on your own form. So can we say Jesus took on the best, right? Can we say that? Jesus took on the best form, right? So that means there's something about us being a man. That means God created us as well. There's just something about us being a man. He didn't take the form of an angel to come and die for us, right? He could have taken the form, right? He could, right? You know he's God, right? He could have chosen that form, right, guys? Right? But he chose the form of a man. He says he took on the form. Of the seed of Abraham. So uh, why did he do that? To die for man, right? So that means the physical makeup of man is actually lower than angels. We said that, right? That the physical makeup of man is lower than angels. And why? Because of their appearance, right? They are built up differently, right? They have certain things in their body just for who? For who? For you. For man. So, God makes man body flesh and blood. Why? So, now, the question you were asking me now, because we need to look at man simultaneously as we look at the angels. So, why did God make man flesh and blood? He made man flesh and blood to rule and govern angels. <laughs> so, the less is greater. So, the less is more. So, why did he make you this way? So, that you can tell the angels, hey, come here, come here. Uh, and they got to listen, that's, that's because they are your servant. He says, I, I did not minister in Spirit, for to minister to men which shall be heirs of salvation. So he made us flesh and blood to rule over them, to govern over them, to create authority over them. So it's, it's very wrong for you to be saying, please, angels, please, Why would you be doing, how do you beg a servant? Imagine you have, you're begging your bodyguard, please, please, you know, protect me. That's why you paid him. That's his job. You don't beg him to protect you. You pay him to protect you. And who has paid for us. Jesus has paid on the cross for us. So we receive the free. So we're going to look at the angels and say, hey, you got to do this. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. Amen. Am I making sense this evening? Yes. So angels will not be in So the reason why angels are that way is to respond to man's authority. So, it is a privilege. So, angels will not be instructed to be in authority. So, what are angels programmed to? They are programmed to the authority of man. So, we, and we are, and it is a privilege, it is a right that God has given to us in Christ Jesus. So, now that we are in Zion, now that we are born again, now that we are believers, we are surrounded with innumerable. When we say innumerable, that means countless number of them. So, when the scripture says, "innumerable," it means countless number of angels. And we said, are they not what ministering spirit said for to minister to man? So, we said that angels do not produce salvation, right? Jesus did that for us by via his, via his blood, via, his, via, via what he has done in Christ Jesus for us. So, we said the makeup of an angel is that way because he is to minister to man. So why is our makeup lower than the angels? Because we rule, we govern, we have authority over them. So we are made flesh and blood. You see, it's a privilege to be made flesh and blood. Some people say, I don't like to be a man. I want to be a spirit. Oh, really? Some people say, I want to be an incredible work. Really? Uh, No. (laughs) Are you getting what I'm saying? So, angels are programmed to serve man. Angels are programmed to serve man. Just like, I mean, if I've watched this this movie years ago, Robocop, one Indian movie, Robocop. I mean, if you watched that Robocop where some things were just programmed and they're just working according to how it was programmed, Robocop, an Indian movie. Oh, yeah, you should have watched it. an old movie. I mean, me, I don't even watch movie. I watched that one. So, I'm surprised why you've not watched that. Uh, okay, so, look, let's, let's look at our iPhone now. You know, even yesterday, um, or day before yesterday, uh, Apple did this um, VR. I don't know if you saw it online. This Apple VR uh, uh, Vision Pro. Oh my God! Oh, I, I was I kept watching and watching and watching like God. But now look at it. It was programmed somewhere, right? It was programmed to something. They were, it was designed and programmed. You use your hand, imagine you just touch. Hey, I told you guys that the way these things are going. Very soon we'll just be touching our hand. Now it's just to touch your hand and be moving it like this. And the it will be moving. There. Just move like this. Like you, on the air, we just move on your hand on the air. And the things will, you just and the thing will come out. It will expand. Just I do expand. The screen will expand like you're watching the cinema. Hey, my lord and oh my God. What are we? So, just the same way you cannot use that Vision Pro to brush your teeth, right? Can you use it to brush your teeth? Can you use it? Uh, So, it wasn't programmed for that, right? It was programmed to serve you, the, the, the Vision Pro. Was programmed to be your entertainment guy, serve you your laptop, do all of those things completely. So that's how angels are programmed. They are programmed for something. So those, they oh, just come and brush my teeth, no? They <laughs> just come and wear my shoe, no? That's so, so. Angels come, angels come and wear my clothes for me. They just move me around. <laughs> no, they are programmed for something, but they are programmed to what? Sad, man. We're going to look at that in the course of this series. So angels are programmed to serve man. Angels are programmed to do certain things, and they are designed for man. So you know what God did? God put all the needs of man in angels. Come on, I'll say that again. God puts all the needs of man, all the things that God, all the things that man will kind of need in angels. So why are they made up the way they made up? Because of you. Why are they like chariots of fire? Because of you. Why are they would big, fearful? Because of you. Are you getting what I'm saying? So what is in angels? Belongs to man. The things in angels, what is in angels, or why the angels are created, or what is in them belongs to man. So Jesus became flesh and blood Jesus, that's why angels in the Old Covenant, that's why, if you notice the way, because of that appearance, because of the way angels were appeared to man, because of the way angels looked like, many of them in the Old Testament called him Lord. That's why you see, even Moses calling an angel Lord. We've seen that in the description of fire, an angel is that person. So, who appeared to Moses in the burning build? An angel. Go to Exodus 3, verse 1. Let me show you. Let me show you. A lot of people think God came down. No, no, it's an angel. Look at the angel. Exodus 3, verse 1. Exodus 3, verse 1. Are you learning something? All right. Look at it. Okay, let's Look at it. And now, Moses kept the flock of his father, of Detroit, his father, Hilo, and the priest and fled into the flock beside the desert, and he came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. Look at what happened. And what? The angel, what? Of the Lord did what? Appeared to him, what? In a what? Flame. Flame of what? Fire. That's their description. Angel of the Lord. So who appeared to Moses? Angel. So what is in angels belongs to man. So because that amazed a lot of people. And like I told you, the less is more right can we say the greater or the less you are the more you are the less is the less the more i i, I tell a lot of people you'll be so surprised when you when you get to heaven you'll be so surprised that god might be even short jesus christ does that short just be a short man just looking around just uh, say you know say, you still be asking i say, saying where is jesus i want to go and see him and they say i'm just looking, open, looking at you they say i'm just this guy i'm like this oh, is he jesus many of us are going to be shocked a lot of people are going to be thinking oh god this one, which guy what you know? i think he came down a man he came down as a man and nobody died everybody was surprised In fact, even israel didn't believe him so imagine when we get to heaven and the bible says that same man sat down at the right hand of the father all right that same man hasn't changed right so he's going to be this, oh, i'm going to look at you one beautiful guy and when you look at him, it's going to be ugly. It's like, oh no, maybe it's not ugly. Well, maybe it's perfect. You like, say, okay, okay, I'm even more finer than you. <laughs> he's like, oh, Jesus, your beard is not well so, I mean. Huh? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so some would think, some would think uh, God is like Goliath, like what a hefty guy, like oh, incredible walker. Uh, uh, yeah, you just know. God is not like Goliath, I mean, he, if it was like Goliath, he would have, everybody would have been scared of him when he came out in the four gospels. We're gonna be shocked, right? I, I'm, t- I'm telling you, we're gonna be shocked. Just say, oh, Jesus, this is this Jesus? Ah, so you meet this person, I'm, like, like you, you have to gossip with your friend. <laughs> Already right, be too sweet, is, is, this, is, this, is, this, is, this, is this, is this Jesus? Is this really Jesus? Like, 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 that's the son of God? Like, the one that came to die for our sins? Ah, why is it a shock? Like the way, maybe not short, maybe like, but it's not up to six one. I'm, um, I'm quite taller. I'm sure Ibrahim be like, it. I'm quite taller than him. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so the less is more. Is the, you know, hopefully you're not shocked in heaven. All right, look at Hebrews one verse fourteen. Let's go back, right? But are you understanding something this evening? So he says, uh, Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister? For them, we shall be years of salvation. So, what is that sweatless inheritance we have in Christ? They are ministering to me. And we're going to study in this series how to receive their ministry. They are ministering to me. Angels are our ministers in Zion. The minister for us. Angels were made for me. I don't know about you, but they were made for me. Angels are a function of my inheritance in Christ. They belong to the one who has believed the gospel. They belong to the one who is here in salvation. Angels are my everything in Christ. They are my inheritance in Christ. They belong to me who have received the gospel. That's angels for you. Angels don't teach Christians. So, anywhere you see people say, and the angel was teaching me this. Oh. <laughs> That's false doctrine. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's They're entering another realm that we don't know about. <laughs> say, I, I, I just sat there in my room, the angel just started off playing the scripture and teaching me. No, the angel is even learning what he is as I'm teaching. <laughs> angels are learning, they are taking notes and say, oh, this is who I am in Christ <laughs> as I'm teaching. So, oh, I've actually created for The Bible says they take notes, they pay attention, when the, when, the, when, the, when the word is taught. So, the, the people who don't know the scripture, how do they teach you the scriptures? So, don't, don't, don't be deceived when we say, and the angel of the Lord sat me down and was teaching me. Nah, 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 nah. They don't instruct the believers. Imagine yourself and give you a command and say, you must wake up at five. Wake up at five and meet me in the car. <laughs> Imagine, uh uh-uh, "Ah, you who paid who. Meet me in the car, and if you don't meet me, I will leave you. They don't instruct the believer; they are servants. Hallelujah! They don't ask for your favor. They don't say, "Please, please, give me water." They don't say, "Please, please." They don't ask for your they don't ask for your favors like, "Please, just pity me, pity me now." They don't fall in love with you. Say angel falling in love with me I fall in love some people say I fall in love with an angel uh, really uh, uh, a lot of people a lot of people they're, they're, their girlfriends or their wife just suddenly become an angel really that' they fall in love with an angel rubbish <laughs> <laughs> just joking. so they don't fall in love with you angel fell in love with me. an angel fell in love with me describe the, the angel very well not the angel of our Lord Jesus Christ see. This favored uh, black angel, uh, the Benson black angel, fell in love. Simple, put, qualified very well. The angel fell in love with me, and they are wondering ah, who fell in love with who. They ask you one another, they their thrones, and say, uh, Are you the one that fell in love with this person? You don't know in love with this person. You're giving confusion inside their. Are, they are no, I'm just joking. They <laughs> don't fall in love with you. All right, let's go to Hebrews 11. Let's go to Hebrews 12. Are you learning something? We're going to study a whole lot. We're just laying foundations this evening. I think it's a sweet foundation, right? All right, guys? Are you learning something? We're going to study a whole lot. So, uh, their physical makeup. We're going to look at a whole lot in this series. We're going to look at how to receive their ministry, what they do. You know, I thought they are programmed program somewhere. How, what, what are they programmed to do? We're going to look at all of this in this series. We're going to look at how you can receive them. Can you see them? Can you not see them? Uh, we're going to look at that. So, Hebrews 12 verse 2, says, we have come to what? To Mount Zion. The what? The city of the living God. So, what is Mount Zion? Zion is a place that was used prophetically in the scriptures. The first place it was used, let's go to Deuteronomy 4 verse 48. Let's look at Zion. so we can look at exactly where we are and exactly the place they are in. Look at, so we can, it can give us a proper description of so many things. Look at it. Deuteronomy 4, verse 48. Deuteronomy 4, verse 48. Uh-huh. It says from Orea, which is the bank of the river of Ammon, onto, even unto what? Mount Zion, which is Ammon. So that's the first place it was used. So the first place, so Zion is a place in the Old Testament. Look at the second Samuel. Let's look at how Samuel describes Zion. Second Samuel 5, verse 7 to 9. 2 Samuel 5, verse 7 to 9. 2 Samuel 5 verse 7 to 9. It says, Nevertheless, David took the stronghold of what? Zion. In that says, What? The same is what? The city of David. Look at the verse 8. It says, And David said unto that day, whosoever got up the God and smited the Jebusite and the lame and the blind that hated the David's soul, it shall be sheaves and captain. For, wherefore they said, The blind and the lame shall not come into the house. So David dwelt in the fort and called the city of David, and David built around from the Milo and it grew inward. So now Zion is like the place of David's reign. Like we can say, Zion in that in the Old Testament was like the White House of today, the place of reign. Like um, the Campbell is it Campbell Street? Ten Campbell Street is that where the, the King stays? I the the President of um, England stays. I don't know. Something ten. <laughs> Something ten Street. Uh, so, like the White House of today, like the Asso Rock of Nigeria, like uh, uh, I don't know what the Ghanaian calls it, uh, what the Tanzania calls it? The uh. Ikulu. The The Ikulu. The Ikulu. The Ikulu in <laughs> Tanzania. <laughs> the Ikulu, I would have asked, I, would, I don't uh, the best description of Uganda in my head is Idiami. I so I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I, would have said, I, don't, I would have said Uganda say. I don't know. Well, so, the Ikulu of Tanzania. Uh, so, that's the place of the rain. So, when we say Zion now, does he have a description in your mind? That place of authority, that place. So, when we say Zion, you are looking at David's reign, David's kingdom, David's throne. So, Zion was used both prophetically. And was used about authority. That's what you see in 1 Kings 8. Look at 1 Kings 8 verse 1. So it was used at that place of authority. 1 Kings 8 verse 1. Are you understanding? So when you see Zion in the scripture, or Mount Zion in the scripture, it will give you a, a description. Look at First Kings 8 verse 1. It says, Then Solomon assembled the heirs of the Israel and the heirs of the tribes, And the chiefs of the fathers and the children of Israel unto unto Solomon in Jerusalem, and they that might bring up the ark of the covenant, which out of the covenant of the Lord, out of the city of David, which is called what Zion. So Zion is called the city of David. Look at in Obadiah one seventeen. Obadiah seventeen. Obadiah seventeen. Obadiah. is the name? I don't know that. Obadiah is a prophet in scriptures. Obadiah, Obadiah is before Jonah. Look at Obadiah one seventeen. Are you there? You should be there. Obadiah one seventeen. Are you there? I'll wait for you. All right. It says, uh, it says, but upon Mount Zion, right? Shall be deliverance, and there shall be what holiness, and the house of Jacob shall what. Possession, Now, like a lot of people have used this for deliverance, theaters. a lot of people have used this for uh, uh, for deliverance. To in fact, we're going to do a study of deliverance very soon. A lot of people have used it for deliverance. A lot of people have used it for, you know, say, upon Zion. Jacob is No. If you look at that word um, in the Hebrew properly, it simply means upon Zion. Uh, men, you say, upon Mount Zion, the Zion, says, shall be deliverance and there shall be holiness. You now says, and the answer Jacob is talking about the delivered people, upon Mount Zion, the delivered men, the delivered people. So, Zion is for delivered people. So, the kingdom of David prophetically was speaking of the new covenant. Does it make sense? He's speaking about the New command You read in Revelations one where it says Zion. So Zion belongs to Jesus. Zion belongs to Jesus. So in Christ we found Zion. So in Christ now we are now in Zion. In Romans nine verse thirty-three. Romans nine verse thirty-three. Romans nine. Look at Romans nine verse thirty-three. Let's go there. Romans nine verse thirty-three. As it is written, behold, I lay in Zion. A stumbling block and a rock of effect. And I says, Whosoever shall believe it on him shall know what? Be ashamed. So in Zion, we what? We find salvation. Romans 9:33. Romans 9:33. So in, in, in Zion, now we, we find salvation. So Zion's David Zion prophetically was speaking about Jesus' salvation, was speaking about what Jesus would do. Romans 11.26. Romans eleven twenty six. Romans 11, 26, it says, So all Israel shall be saved, as it is written, and they shall come out of what? And shall come out of what? Zion, what? The deliverer, right? And shall in turn turn away ungodliness from Jacob. So is that what Jesus would do? Yes, obviously. Look at Matthew 21, verse 5. Matthew 21, verse 5. Matthew 21, verse 5. Matthew 21, verse 5. We're laying foundations tonight. Matthew twenty-one verse five. Look at what it says. It says, "Stay ye the daughter of Zion. Behold, the King coming unto thee, meek, right, and sitting upon an ass and the coat of a fowl of an ass." Look at in Isaiah sixty-two verse eleven. Isaiah 62, sixty-two eleven. Isaiah 62, sixty-two eleven. It says, uh, "Behold." the Lord has proclaimed. So that, that place we read in um, Matthew 21 verse 5 was like a prophecy in Isaiah 62 verse 11 where it says Behold the Lord has proclaimed unto the end of the world. Say unto the daughter of Zion Behold thy word. Salvation coming. Behold the reward with him and his walk before him. So we can say Zion speaks of authority. Zion speaks of authority. First Peter 2 5. Let's go to First Peter 2 verse 5. 1 Peter 2 5. Amen, amen. So we can see Zion speak of authority, right? Zion speaks of um, speaks of his throne. Look at the verse. It says, Yeah, it says ye are lively stones, are built up unto his spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices uh, acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Look at what it now says in verse 6. Wherefore also it is contained in the scripture, Behold, I, what, lay, what, in Zion, the sheep cornerstone, elect, precious, that he that believeth on him will know what, be confirmed. So have we been believed in him? Yes, we have. So Zion reveals authority. So we have come into the kingdom of Christ. So Jesus rules and reign, and so we have come into the kingdom of Christ where Jesus rules and reign, right? And in this kingdom, we are in Zion. And where Jesus rules and reign is what? Zion, right? Zion. Zion is where Jesus rules and reign. So, Zion speaks of authority. Now, let's go back to that Hebrews 11. Hebrews 12, sorry. So, let's, so that we can properly understand it. So, when it says, Hebrews 12, verse 22, But ye have come to Zion. We studied the but right? We said, bots, nice, make a comparison of the whole covenant, Right? And what? The new covenant, right, guys? Guys? All right, so we said, so if you want to look at the old covenant, you start from verse 18, you read down one and see that kind of kingdom they were in. Let's say, but you have come into Zion. So he brought prophetically, right, the throne of David. So if you understand the throne of David, if you understand that White House, what happens in the White House, if you understand what happens in the Ikulu of Tanzania, or if you understand what happens (laughs) the Ikulu. Oh, that's, that's see, if you understand what happens in those thrones, I, I forgot to what happened. Actually, it's 10, 10 something in in the United Kingdom. 10 is the number. I don't know. I forgot the street now. Is it Darwin Street or something? I, I can't remember. Uh, but 10 something is the street. Well, I'll figure it out. Uh, so, the White House, the place of authority, right? So, you see, so, if you understand, so now, that description is coming to your head right now, mm-hmm. guys, right? So, now, in the White House, that's the highest throne of authority, right? And we said that's speaking prophetically about Jesus' salvation. That's speaking about prophetically about his rule, his reign, his authority. And we can say Jesus is in Zion, right? Can we say Jesus is in Zion right now? Because he's in authority, right, guys? Does it make sense? Now? So, when they use Mount Zion now in the scripture, you should have a background. Does it make sense? So, now, so when it says you have come unto Mount Zion, now, can you say, we've come unto, let's use it now, White House. A place of authority, right? A place of, a kingdom place, right? <coughs> Guys, unto the city of the living God. So, the heavenly Jerusalem. So, can we say the throne, right? The ambience, the everything, the splendor, the glory. You know says unto And to what? The innumerable company of Ines. Can we say, to the innumerable company of servants? Can we say that, right? Does it make sense now? And that says to the general assembly of the firstborn. Why is there a general assembly there? Because, I mean, there's going to be elders, there's going to be thrones, there's going to be people leading, right? Okay. And to general, who are the firstborns? You are the firstborn. Because he has made us firstborn. He, he became the firstborn, a prototype for us. The man who has believed the gospel is firstborn. We shall written in heaven unto the God of the judgment, and the spirit made perfect, and to Jesus. Amen. So, angels are in Zion. Glory to God. So, angels are in Zion. So, the minister to the firstborn. So, like I told you, angels were not created to worship God. They were not created to worship God. They are made to worship man. Others, uh, they're sitting in heaven, angels speak, angels are singing, kadosh, 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 angels, these angels, songs of angels. What's that? What the hell is that? What the hell is that? When we see visions in the scriptures as touching angels worshiping God, it's the description of things. That's why many of the times they are in a vision, and a vision is not literal. Are you getting what I'm saying? When you look at the book of Revelation, angels are, those are visions, they are description of things. They are description of things. They are not. When it says a vision, a vision should not be taken literally. They are just descriptions to us to show us something, a prototype of something. You know, not say, angels don't worship God. Do you think God created somebody? Man, worship God. Man, The essence of a man is to worship God. That's why he says, he that must worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth. Only a man who is born again worship God, John 4. You worship him in spirit and in truth, not angels. Is because your sacrifice is acceptable because Christ paid a sacrifice for you. Are you getting me, guys? Are you getting me? So angels don't worship God. Say, angels are worshiping God. Angels are singing. Angels are shouting. Angels are chanting. Really? You're reading a vision. <laughs> You're reading a vision. Oh, we're going to look at that. Amen. Oh, we're going to look at that. Oh, man. We're study that. They don't have the capacity to worship God. In fact, should I even shock you, the first time they were seeing God was when they saw the man in Christ, Jesus. They don't have the capacity to worship God. That's not their role. That's not, they were not created for that. They were not. The first time, look at it, 1 Timothy three sixteen. First 1 Timothy 3.16, let's read it together, 1 Timothy 3.16, and we looked at that earlier, but I I didn't, I just quoted it, I didn't show you, so let me show you now. 1 Timothy three sixteen. First 1 Timothy 3.16, let's read it, let's look at it. It says, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness, right? Let's read it together now, God was just manifest in the flesh, right? Justified in this way. What done? What? of angels. So the first time angels were seeing God was in man. In the man Christ Jesus. Are you looking at this? They were not created to worship God. Angels were not created to worship God. They were meant to serve man. They don't have the capacity. Because man, that's why it takes the spirit and truth to worship God. So you as a man. So one of the. So you see, I told you in this series that we're going to be looking at man, right? We're going to be looking at angels in this series. we to say, okay, this is man, this is angels, because when we look at what a man is, we we'll, we've seen the throne, right? We've seen the monsire, we've seen what it is. So is it is a throne of authority, right? Throne of where speaks of authority, speaks of dominion, speaks of reign, right? So you see where God is, right? see where man, yeah, right? Now, so. The ministry of angels belongs to me because they worship man. They serve man. Hebrews 1.14, are they not ministering spirit? Sent forth to minister to those who shall be heirs of salvation. Who is an heir of salvation? I am an heir of salvation. Glory to God. So they minister to me. Let's look at some few things about angels before we call it a night. Then we'll continue from here tomorrow. Are you, are you learning something? This yes, thing? So. All right. Look at Psalm 103, verse 20. So I'm in Zion, right? Yes. I'm in Zion. So they said, only, only to Jesus. So when you read all those places, they say, only, only to Jesus. And you see the visions, they are speaking about some of It's a description. When you see those visions in the Revelation, they're description. Say, I want to sing to the angels. Really? What's that? Right. Some, look at in Psalm 103, verse 20. Are you there? It says, Blessed be the Lord, ye is angels that do what? excel in strength, that do his commandment. Like I said, we're just building a foundation, and acting to the voice of his words. Now, when it says the excelling strength, do you know that is our strength? We're going to study that in the course of this series. They feed from our strength. Angels feed from our strength. We're going to look at that in this series. We've we go we quite sometimes. So angels are programmed to respond to the word. Look at how he says. He says, blessed be the Lord, ye angels that is any strength, that do His commandment and what acting to the voice of his word. So, what do angels do? They are programmed to respond to God's words. Angels are programmed to respond to God's words. That's why you're reading Psalm 91. Look at Psalm 91. You see, if you have read all of these things properly, without taking the chapters and verses, without by taking out the chapters and verses out of them, you will understand it clearly. Look at Psalm 91, verse 10 to 11. Psalm 91, verse 10 to 11. It says, uh, let's look at it. It says, there shall be no evil come before thee, neither shall any. Ah, I remember when I used to read this when I was much younger, when my mother used to flog me with this scripture. Say, He is jealous. is jealous. I was the of the Lord. He's my religion, my My God will I trust. That's where I always stop. Surely, Shah. Hmm. My mother said, Surely, shall do what? Surely, Shah. Surely, Shah, do what? Surely, Shah. Surely, Shah. As I was saying this, I just remember when they were teaching me how to check time. Uh, I mean, if they taught you how to check the wish without not, you know, now we, we, we live in the digital world, oh, it's just is 8:59, 8 59 p.m. Then, when would they taught us how to check clock, they say, When is it in 1? It's in 12. That means 1 o'clock. When is it in 12? Is it 2. That means 2 o'clock. When is it in 2? And it's in it 9? Hey! You know, not say, Hey! Uh, Easy, quarter to. Easy, it Hey, in trouble. <laughs> when is he say, what? what is it in one? What is it? Is it when the bigger is he in twelve and the smaller is he in one? What does it mean? One o'clock. When the smaller is in nine and the bigger is in twelve. See, hey. Oh, the bigger is in six. Is it? I remember one day. I said, Why is it six? <laughs> I never forget that day. I said, "Why is this?" Sis? They said, "Are you asking me?" <laughs> they said, "Are you asking me?" <laughs> so now you just look at it. They said, 9 o'clock." I yeah, said, "What's the time?" Nine o oh one. Really? You that's hire a late clock. I will. I will. I would be very smart. I said, "What's the time?" Nine fifty two. Yeah. You say quarter past. The time is quarter. Why did they have to stress us down? The time was quarter past three. Or you, you even say the right time. I remember what they asked me was that. I said the right time is in nine. And the <laughs> four, the big one is in nine. The small one is. In <laughs> As I was saying this time night, why he just gave me the dijabu? And then we had the yellow clock. People will know that clock. What yellow clock? Like that that clock. I think they've had that clock even before they gave back to me. It's still our sitting today. It, just look at the clock. It's just like when the big guy is in nine, he's in two. When the big guy is in nine, he's in six. And they, <laughs> they will own a cane. You'll be looking at the clock like this. I <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. The big guy is just moving. He's just moving. Even nothing thing is moving around it. <laughs> You know, there's something that is also moving. If you have used those analog clubs, is is it analog or digital, I don't know, whatever. There's something, there's another hand moving. So there's a small hand, there's a big hand, there's another tiny hand moving. So there's a, the another hand is moving. How do I know where he's going to stay? All right, let's come back to angels. Amen. Where is Zion? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Where is Zion? Amen. Amen. <laughs> I just remember that. I just remember that right now. Okay, so we said invested. This says, For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. So that means they will execute the power of God around you. Angels will execute the power of God around you because he says, He will give his angels charge over thee to do what? to keep thee in other ways. So are you seeing why they are in that way? Why, they are, why their, makeup, their physical makeup is that way? To keep you. Only an FT man can carry you. Just imagine you're very fat, you're very big. Uh, you need somebody, you need, you need quite somebody <laughs> to lift you from that place. <laughs> How we I going to look at that in the course of this series? Uh, some of you, you, escape accident, you come out of crash. You're wondering, ah, that... The thing just slid The thing just passed me by. The angel blocked it for you. They say, oh, I didn't know. Now you know. So you say, my car was just swerving. He swerved, he swerved, And I was about to hit the trailer. I was about to hit the trailer. Something just happened. It's the angel of God that stopped it. Are you getting what I said? We're going to look at that in this series. Don't worry. I don't want to be faster than I know So he gives his angels. Charge concerning his sons. So look at it in Matthew 4. Look at look at the temptation of Jesus. Look at Matthew 4. Are you learning something this night? Look at Matthew 4. Jesus was tempted, right? And it says in verse 8. Matthew 4, verse 8 it says, devil takeeth him into the highest city mountain and showeth him all the kingdom of the world and the glory of them. And I said, and he said unto thee. It says, he said unto thee, he thou give thee, fall down, worship me. No, let's start with verse six. Sorry, verse six is where I want to show you. And he said unto them, either the son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, he shall give his angels charge concerning thee. And in their hands they will bear thee up, less at any time. It says, bear that bear their fools against the stone. No. <laughs> now look at something in this place obviously, if it was not the word of God, Jesus would not be tempted. Jesus would only be tempted if it is true. I mean, you're not going to be tempted if it's not true, right? I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. You're not going to be tempted for something that is a lie. You're going to be tempted for something that is true. So that means that statement is true. So Jesus was tempted. So if the devil was lying, it would not be a temptation. So the devil was sincere. Yeah. Imagine, imagine the devil can preach the word and some can't preach. Some say, uh, uh, imagine the devil preaching the word and say, Quoting scripture, some so, so, some preachers can't even preach the word so, uh, 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 the from the from the from the stomach to the taste what's that? So, uh, so and the devil can really preach the word. <laughs> Just joking, <check it> anyway. <laughs> So that Psalm ninety-one was the Psalm of the New Covenant. We're not studying temptation today because angels don't start, Angels don't stop temptation. They finish. In fact, the, the angels allowed Jesus to be really tempted. Finish, and they now came to minister to him after. <laughs> <So> <laughs> <you just laughs> look at the verse. After the devil left him, the angels came and ministered to him. So, angels don't stop temptation. They allow you finish it. <laughs> they don't stop temptation. They don't stop tests and trials. They don't even interrupt. <laughs> They, they simply act on God's word. Hallelujah. <laughs> Does it make sense? They just act on God's word. They don't interrupt. They, they don't say, they, uh, as I'm tempted now, angels come and block this. <laughs> they don't stop this. They, just, they don't stop things at trials. They don't even interrupt. They simply act on his word. They act on the word of the scriptures. Play for me as I close. So, God has given his angels, God has given us words to use, right? Via... Uh, his words. He gave us words to use. Via yeah, scriptures, right. And, um, so you, you, you. So never think uh, you are lesser. As uh, so we approach more light in this series. Never think the reasons we are a man is because you are lesser. Uh, actually, you are like this because you are better. Hallelujah. So I'm, si- I'm sure you're going to be appreciating yourself more, right? at the way you are because you're actually better. So, go and tell all those transgender people that God created them the way they are because they are better that way. Amen. Praise God. Because they are actually perfect. In fact, angels look at it and desire it and say, ah, what is man? You know, angels look and say, what is man that thou art mindful of him?'" at it and they're like, they're almost about to jealous. Like, ah, ah. What is this thing? That God picked up our own form. Wow. Such a honor, right? Right. Right, guys? Such a honor that God saw a form and picked us, picked, picked our own. So that means God had options. He could have come in the form of an angel. He created them, right? Uh, he could have come in that form. He could have come in So, you are like this because you are better, right? You are a man like this because you are better. And that means you have authority, right, guys? So, that shows you can use your authority because you are in Zion, right? In Zion means you are in the place of authority, you are in the place of dominion. We've studied dominion earlier this year. You're in a place of dominion, you're in a place of authority. So, that means you can use your words. And let me tell you, only a man in Christ (laughs) can sit at the right hand of the Father. Angels can't do it. Angels can't sit down right under the Father. Only a man in Christ can sit down right under the Father. Now, why do you, why do you think God created man last? You know, man was one of the last creation of God. Why? Because everything He created was for man. So He did what? God has seen your needs. I of you. He has foresaw your need. Foresaw your needs and make sure that you are not helpless. So that means. He provided the solution even before you came. So he created the whole for us, right? Look at what God did. He put everything on this head before we came. Some people say vision PR, Vision Apple, VR, this and da 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 da. Everything was on these heads. Steve Jobs did not come with an iPhone when he was born. Everything they formed He discovered in your head. So he created these heads properly for us. And you know what? Has many in Christ. He has also provided. Supernatural beings, angels, to minister for us. So he saw that, okay, he doesn't want us to be a place where we are born again. Okay, when we're in Christ, he wants things to go for us. He provided all of that. Aren't you thankful? Aren't you thankful? Aren't you thankful for God? Just worship Him this evening and bless Him. We'll continue from here next week. Amen. We have quite some things to study. Amen. But well, thank Him you for your salvation. Thank you for what He did in Christ. Isn't it sweet to be a believer now? Right, because you're in Zion, lift your eyes and just bless him where you're seated and just thank him, oh, bless him, give him the praise, bless him, bless him, give him the praise and honor him this evening, oh, we worship him.